Hello, you're listening to Watching from the Sidelines. I'm your host, Gideon Sutherland, and to, let's just jump right in. So our first story of the day is Zion to Jordan Brands. He finally signed a shoe deal after what seems like forever. I mean, I expected him to sign right after college. He prolonged that, and Jordan Brands, that's that's pretty surprising to me. I didn't expect I didn't expect Zion to sign with Jordan Brands. I, I expected him to sign with Nike, I mean, no, not Nike, my bad, Adidas. I expected him to sign with Adidas. Um, after he blew out his shoe with Nike, I basically scratched him off the list for potential places he'll sign a shoe deal. And, I mean, it, it's an oversaturated market with Nike. I think he wanted to be a bit different. But, like, I could have seen Adidas, New Balance, Puma. They're all, like, Puma New Balance are, like, their first signature... I mean, the first shoes that they've put out recently are gr- they've been fantastic. And I mean, he could have if he went to New Balance, he would have been uh, the f- one of the faces along with Kawhi Leonard. He would have definitely gotten a signature signature shoe right off the bat. But no, he signs with Jordan Brands in about seven percent of the leagues. It plays in Jordan Brand shoes um, compared to compared to the. Uh, uh, 67% of NBA players who are wearing Nike, which is crazy. I think Adidas is more popular than that, but I I guess not. Um, but this is this is a great move by Jordan Burns, in my opinion. This is a pretty great move. They get Zion Williamson, who they don't really have too many young players under contract. Um, their youngest star that I feel like is under contract with Jordan Brand right now is Jimmy Butler, and he's not young. He's... 29 going on 30, still doesn't have a signature shoe, which uh, I, I think that's sort of weird, because they have the Carmelo Anthony, of course they have Michael Jordan's shoe, they have Chris Paul's shoe, and they have Russell Westbrook's shoe, why why doesn't Jimmy Butler have a shoe, hmm, it's sort of weird, in my opinion, I think, I think Jimmy Butler should have a shoe, but Zion's definitely going to be getting a shoe pretty soon here, if Jordan Brand doesn't give this dude a shoe, there's going to be some outcries, but the details of the deal is that he will be receiving ten million dollars annually. I don't I don't know how long the contract lasts. That that will be interesting to see, but from I don't think he'll accept over a hundred a hundred million dollars I don't think he'd accept less than a hundred million, so I think it's gonna be about a ten year deal. Ten year shoe deal. Which is really long. That's a that's a ginormous shoe deal. That's that's pretty long. And if he did accept less, which I mean Totally possible. Totally possible. Maybe you want to do a short deal, test out Jordan Brands, potentially move. But we'll, we'll see how it all works out for him in the end. Now, I, I do think it's pretty weird because I truly thought he was going to sign with Adidas. Because he played in Adidas. He played in Harden throughout his whole high school career. And here he is blown out of the Nike shoes, which he was forced to wear because Duke uh, is sponsored by Nike. So he had to wear them. So I so like that's a big competitor off, so, like, Adidas, what are you doing? How is he not on your, how is he not one of your players now? I mean, you, you only have, you have Dame, who has a signature shoe, Donovan Mitchell, and James Harden. Those are the three players with signature shoes, and D. Rose, but I think Derek Rose's shoe deal for, is going to be up soon. If I'm wrong, please, please correct me. Please let me know. Um, but, uh, like, he could have gotten a signature shoe. He would have been able to be spo- uh, He would have been an Adidas athlete by one of 
by J- next to James Harden, whose signature she wore, so he knows he likes the Adidas brand. Um, but uh, when it comes down to it, I'm sure he signed with Jordan Brand because of money, purely money. But it, it it's not the biggest deal, in my opinion. I think his shoes are probably going to be great. Jordan Brand's a good, a good footwear company. Um, and now he has Michael Jordan as an influence, the goat, the greatest of all, one of the greatest players of all time, will be running. Will be he'll have almost immediate access to, which. I think is really, 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 really good for him. Um, now, so now Jordan Brown has on their main lineup. You got Chris Paul. I, I mean, should he really be on their main lineup? No, no. I think you could swap Chris Paul out for Jimmy Butler. I mean, Jimmy Butler is a better player at this point. I think he deserves his own signature shoe. Russell Westbrook with he just released his second signature shoe. I mean, that seems really late for a star of his caliber, but, I mean, I hear that his shoes are pretty good. Um, I hear that his first one was pretty chunky, but it's pretty good. Uh, Mellow, same thing. You need to move on from Mellow's signature shoe. Jordan's? Jordan's technically on their main line because they released the Jordan's shoe. It's Jordan Brands, of course. Um, I think they're going to be, well, of course, they're going to be making Jordan shoes forever. They're not going to stop making Jordan shoes he is the brand, so they can't. It would be an outrage if they ever did. And then you're going to have Jimmy Butler, who's technically on the main lineup, but he uh, he wears a Jordan PE, so he gets a PE colorway of uh, the Jordan Jordan shoes. Uh, he's definitely, he definitely deserves his own signature shoe. And now he got Zion. Zion's going to get his signature shoe, and he's going to be the face of the brand over the next 10 years. He's going to be Jordan Brands. It's going to be Zion and Jordan's have his own signature shoe. Maybe in the next two years he'll have a signature shoe. Because uh, that's about how long it de- takes to develop signature shoes. Uh, it takes about two years. So, over that time, he has his, he gets a signature shoe. He becomes the face of the franchise because Chris Paul will probably retire by that time. Carmelo is basically done in this league. Russell Westbrook will be entering his mid thirties. I mean, so but he, so he's going to be definitely on the decline by that by that point in time. Still a great player, but probably on his fifth adaptation, the fifth to sixth adaptation of the Why Not uh, series line. And Jimmy Butler, who knows, who knows if they give him a signature shoe? I I I think they should, but that's that's perfect for Zion's timeline. He'll be. At that time, he should be a star in the league. I mean, who knows? We can't predict NBA careers. So, he might be a, one of the biggest busts ever. And he's going to pay $10 million a year to be a Jordan brand. But I, I don't think so. As long as he stays healthy, he will be fine. As long as he stays healthy. He will be a dominant scorer and dominant on defense. Um, a lot of people like to comparison, make a comparison to Charles Barkley. I don't think that's really an accurate comparison. I think I think he's more of a Larry Johnson, and here's what we saw with Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson got hurt and it completely derailed his career. And but he up until the point until he got his uh, knee injury, I'm pretty sure it's knee injury. He was an amazing player. He was gonna be a star, and then he got his knee injury. I mean, he was in Space Jam. He was in Space Jam with Michael. He was one of the players who got their power stolen. Um, he's, he was great, 
And I, I don't hope this happens to Zion, but, uh, I mean, he's already had a knee injury in college. He's overweight, as, or as reports say, he's overweight. I mean, he's an active, fit young man, but he's overweight, and that's going to lead to more prone. The heavier, the heavier you are, the more prone you are to have a knee injury. And we've already seen him have a knee injury in at Duke uh, when his shoe blew, that blew out. I mean, that's not exactly his fault. That's Nike's fault. That's one of the reasons he signed not with Nike. Um, uh, and if the, if he if he reaches his full potential, he could become one of the greatest of all time. Um, of course, he and he'll be the face of Jordan, and this deal will look great for the company. They'll sell millions upon billions of shoes because they'll have Zion and Jordan both coming out with shoes, and it'll be great for them. So. Next couple of years, so have a signature shoe. I think uh, ten million dollars a year. That's a pretty good contract. Uh, I'll need to find out how how long it is, what the duration of the contract is. If it's like five or ten years, um, I would technically, I would have, I if I were Jordan Brands, I would have tried to sign him to a five year deal, and then maybe ink an extension, uh, a third year if he pans out, because you don't want to be paying a guy a hundred million dollars if. If he's a bust, because there's, there's a possibility that he's a bust. Every draft pick has the possibility to be a bust, and that's just facts of it. Um, but anyways, um, <laughs> we're going to move on to the main topic, and the title topic of this uh, video. More and more players keep pulling out of the NBA FIBA team. Uh, so the FIBA World Cup is going to be in September, and... As as of right now, James Harden, Damian Lillard, Tobias Harris, DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beal, um, technically Zion's uh, dropped out of his team, uh, but I don't. I, he might have played for the starter, but he, uh, the starting team for uh, FIBA, but probably not now. C.J. McCollum and Eric Gold, Eric Gordon have all dropped out, and we have not heard news of Kevin Love yet. So there's a potential Kevin Love drops out. This is a really big deal in my opinion. This is what led this is what led to the USA winning having to do the redeem team uh with LeBron and and Kobe and all them. It's because stuff like this happened. People didn't show up for FIBA and they just showed up for the Olympics and thinking that they're going to win and they didn't. They got third. They got bronze. And so they had they had to prove that USA USA is the best best that the stars have to show up and you're not just going to get cohesion immediately these are not players who play with each other all the time it's good to go to FIBA I mean FIBA World Cup it's not as big of a deal as the Olympics of course that that is the premier world basketball sports event though as the Olympics but the FIBA World Cup is a great preliminary round it's a great it gets you prepared and neck for next year's Olympics, I mean James Harden, Dame Lil, Tobias Harris, and DeRozan and Beal and AD, they're definitely gonna show up for the Olympics. There's like w without a shadow of a doubt, they show up for the Olympics. But this really puts uh, like strain on the chemistry. It also really puts the USA at a disadvantage. I mean, yes, you're gonna have Kimba, Steph, Kyrie at your point guard position. Uh, shooting guard, I mean, some of those can move into the two guard, Kyrie and Steph definitely can play the two guard, 
they were talking about bringing D'Angelo Russell up. Um, but the biggest the biggest position I'm concerned about on this team is the center position. Um, you're going to be looking at probably Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond being being your uh, center. And, I mean, Andre Drummond's great. He's a rebounding monster. He's the rebounding monster of the NBA. He can rebound for days. But he is no Anthony Davis. Anthony, th- Them not having Anthony Davis and them not having James Harden, two amazing, those two amazing players, top ten players in the league for sure, really hurts this team. And, I mean, so now you're going to have to reshuffle lineups. They said they were bringing in Julius Randle, and I think he's probably going to be Kevin Love's replacement because I I do believe Kevin Love will also withdraw. Um, Now, I do understand why. I understand why they're withdrawing. Like, James Harden, they've come off two heartbreaking losses to the Golden State Warriors. They just got Russ. He's trying to build team chemistry. But, at the same time, this is a big deal. The Team USA is the best team in the world, and we want to stay the best team in the world. That means we have to consistently win, uh, we have to consistently win world championships. And the FIBA World Cup is the second largest world championship there is. I mean, after the Olympics, of course. Um, Bradley Beal withdrawing, I think that's a big deal. I mean, he doesn't even have to build team chemistry. He is the team. He is the team in Washington. I mean, they're about to income to an extension. I think it's a great move by them. They have to build around them. But he, there's no reason why he shouldn't play in the FIBA World Cup. Damian Lillard, same thing. DeRozan, same thing. Tobias Harris. I mean, I can sort of like put Tobias Harris in the same mix as James Harden there. But... T- Tobias, come on, Tobias, you really help us out. You you would have probably been the starter over Kevin Love for this game. Oh, and I also forgot LaMarcus Aldridge. He's he's not sitting out, as far as I know. But he could also be the potential starter. So you're going to have a starting battle between for center between LaMarcus Aldridge and Andre Drummond. Probably pick Andre Drummond over LaMarcus Aldridge. But, but we'll see, of course. Um... Now, I will say, this team will probably still win the FIBA World Cup. As we've constructed, we're still the best team in the world. Um, I feel like you'll see some noise from Germany. Uh, you'll see some noise from some of the African countries. Um, um, maybe China, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. Too, I don't know. China, China's going to be decent. They're not going to be world class. Uh, you're going to see some noise from Cana- Canada, I almost said Canada, uh, Canada for sure. Canada is up and rising. They got so many, so many great talents coming up into the league. They're a young team, don't get me wrong, they're, they're a very young team, but they're going to be great. So it's going to be difficult. I think they can still win it, but if they don't, if these stars don't show up to the games now... It's going to be harder for them to gel when the World Cup comes around. The, the, not the World Cup. The Olympics come around. And that's that's the important tournament. We we want to, we need to win the Olympics. It's a big deal. Um, and if we don't, it really puts a stain on uh, the U.S. U.S. basketball program. We are the best team in the world, and we need to show it 
daily. We need to show it yearly. We need to show it at every event that we participate in. And it's very hard if our stars don't show up. I mean, you still have LeBron James. You still have um, potentially Kevin Love, but I don't think that's going to happen. You have Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, Steph Curry. You still have great players, but you want to put an astounding stop to talks of other people winning. We need to show that we're the best, just like the Golden State Warriors had needed to show that they were the best. I mean, ultimately, they lost this year, but I don't think that's their fault. You can't control injuries. Now, like, like they're not going to have Kevin Durant this year. Kevin Durant would have been great in the FIBA World Cup, but since he's injured, he can't play. So other people need to step up, and the stars, are instead of stepping up, are backing out. This is your chance to show that you are a top 10 player in the league, that you are a top 25 player in the league, that you are a top... 50 player in the league, that you were a star, and I think this is also a great way to show that you deserve big contracts uh, for players who are going to be in next year's free agency and the following year's free agency. These tournaments are a great way of showing that, and they're not participating. They just aren't. Like, AD not participating, it really, really hurts. Team USA. James Harden is not as big as a deal because we have shooting guard, good shooting guards. I mean, it sort of sucks because Bradley Beal's not participating and neither is DeRozan, but we still have pretty good shooting guards. Same with Dam- Damian Lillard, even though Damian Lillard's top five point guard in the uh, game, all the other top five point guards in the game are also still participating. So it's not it's not a ginormous deal. But AD, I mean. <laughs> He is leaps and bounds better than LaMarcus Aldridge and uh and Andre Drummond because like because he's a top, he's the best big man in the he's the best big man in the game and they have Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid and I mean technically Anthony Davis is a power forward center but he in this lineup he would m- more than likely play center uh, he would not play power forward because we have amazing power forwards. We wouldn't need him to play power forward. He'd play center because that would be our biggest need. And we don't have that anymore. So, like, our centers are going to be burned by one of the best passing center, one of the best passing centers we've ever seen in Nikola Jokic. And one of the, a great big man in Joel, Joel Embiid. Now, long term, it's a big deal. But if But if we can figure out the chemistry, if players can realize that they need to show up and they do I think I think we'll be okay and over over time it, I I think everything will smooth out people will realize and I think they will really realize if we don't win the FIBA World Cup because that was like well we need we need to win the the Olympics then um but overall I think everything's gonna be just good um but moving into our next topic uh, I wanted to do a top 10 list today so I spun my wheel and it gave me with had football basketball soccer and baseball and it gave me soccer Um, so today I made a a top 10 list of the top 10 list and it's the top strikers in the world so today we're going to be going over the top 10 strikers in the world in my opinion for the last five to ten minutes of the podcast. Alright, so we're going to start off with number 10. It's quite easy in my opinion. He's not a world-class striker, but he is a very, very good striker. And if you looked at him from an NBA perspective, he'd be a top-tier, like, almost star, but, like, very good role player. 
like uh, you got Roberto Firmino out of the three forwards in Liverpool he is probably the third best I mean some you could argue that I mean that he's not given really a fair chance Sadio Mane and Mo Salah trying to still show there but I think he's just not he's definitely not on their level in my opinion now, if, when you look, take a look at his stats, he had 50 appearances over club and international and friendlies and all of that. He had 18 goals and 9 assists, and that is a really good... He, like, if you watch him play, you can tell he's a good player. I mean, his stats are like not, not the highest, highest, but like they're still pretty impressive. They're, they're good stats, and like when you watch him play, you can tell he knows what he's doing, and he knows that he's good. Um... 18 goals, that, that's really, if you bring 18 goals to your club and your country, that is a great contribution. If you bring 9 assists, that means you res- help be responsible for 9 goals. So technically, he brought 27 goals to the table for his club and his country, and that is spectacular. He's my number 10. Uh, he's my number 10. At number 9, we got Akari. Um... He only has 34 appearances, but that is in part due, and his stats aren't as amazing as uh, Roberto Firmino's, but that's in part due to he can't, he's not allowed to play, he's never called up for the international team, and you, you might ask me, well, if he's not called up for the international team, he's definitely not a world-class striker, he shouldn't be on this list. Well, he is a world-class striker. He is an amazing striker. It's just that there's a bit of controversy, and he made some dumb choices, and that's why they don't call him up. Now, when you look at his assists through 44 appearances for, like, a couple of friendlies for his country and just his club, he has 15 goals through 34 appearances and 4 assists. So that means he's responsible for 19 goals, and if you're responsible for 19 goals over 34 appearances, that means you're responsible for half a goal a game. And that's a big deal. That's he's he's good, and I I don't know necessarily why Inter Milan are trying to move on from him. I think he's great. I mean, Lukaku might be a better fit, but Lukaku hasn't really proven himself at Man United. He definitely didn't prove himself at Chelsea, and he had one good season there. That's why he made his move to Man United. And He's been outshined by Marcus Rashford and uh, Marshall there, for sure. Um, So, why they're trying to move on from McCarty, I don't know. They're trying to get rid of, like, uh, they're trying to do swap deals and, like, offer, like, 60 million euros for Lukaku and try and move on from McCarty. I it just seems crazy, in my opinion. Icardi is a great striker, and I think he really hasn't been given the chance because he's people trying to overshadow him with other strikers, trying to get something that's better. And I don't necessarily think that Lukaku is a better striker. He's not on my top ten list. That's not for sure. Um, and at number seven, we have Luis Suarez. Through 50 appearances, he had 30 goals and 8 assists. That That's that's amazing so that's club and international of course all of these are club and international combined for appearances 30 goals 8 assists he was responsible for 38 goals he is great he is absolutely amazing for Barcelona he's starting to get up there in age he's like 33 34 um but but 
And he yeah, he also came off of a meniscus tear this year. He got surgery. Uh, wish him the best in recovery. Um, but he's a great shocker. He's world-class. He's been world-class. MSN was a great atta- attacking trio, and he was a key part of that. Um, and, oh man, I skipped over eight, didn't I? I did. Um, at eight, we have Cavani. 35 appearances, 26 goals, 5 assists. He's he's just a good player. He's just solid. He's solid for PSG. He didn't have too many international appearances this year. That's why he only has 35 appearances. But he has 26 goals and 5 assists. He's responsible for 31 goals. He is he is a great number 9 for that PSG, those PSG wingers in Neymar. And uh, Mbappe. Now Neymar and Mbappe might not, may not, and probably aren't going to be there next year. Um, I think Mbappe will probably be moved in the uh, winter transfer window, and Neymar will definitely be moved before August first. Um, I think that will he'll be he'll be. You'll see his numbers dip a bit. I mean, he is getting up there in age, but you'll see his numbers dip a bit because he won't have as great as wingers, and that's that's just that's just the fact of it. So back up to Luis Suarez. Uh, he's getting older. He had his meniscus tear. He's got a. I, th- I think he has a few really good productive years left in him. He is a great player. Wish him all the best in his next few years. And when if you just think about the potential, because Antoine Griezmann is already there in Barca. Luis Suarez is gonna be their true number nine. But think about the potential if they run a uh, four two three one. Luis Suarez would be that nine up top, and then you could have uh, Antoine Griezmann running a central attacking mid. And if they get Neymar, you could put him on the wing uh, and Messi on the wing. And that is a fantastic team. It's a fantastic uh, uh, quad set for attacking. It's better than MSN was ever would ever was. They will be unstoppable on offense. At number six, we have Lewandowski with 50 appearances, 31 goals, and 9 assists, so responsible for 40 goals. He's just great. As simple as that. Bayern Munich didn't do too well in the Champions League this year. I mean, they made it to, like, the quarters, I'm pretty sure. And Germany was underwhelming at the World Cup, but that's not in part that... I mean, he he doesn't play for Germany. He plays for Poland. Poland wasn't even the World Cup, but that's not his fault. He couldn't control that. It's a team sport. You can't do everything, and it's not a striker's job to do everything. Um, but at the same time, he is 30 now, so he, he's almost out of his prime. He's he's probably still in there. He's not as good as he was. Um, but I do. I think you're going to see his production dip. He's going to score less goals, but, but he is great for Bayern. He's he's just a all around great, he's all ground great striker. He's a scoring machine. Now we're getting into our top five, and this is probably where controversy strikes. People are gonna get mad at me, but here it is. At number five, I have Antoine, no Sergio Aguero. I have surgery Sergio Kun Aguero with forty nine appearances, twenty eight goals, and nine assists. Have you watched Man City play? Because if you haven't. You you should, because they are incredible, and half of that is due to uh, this man, Sergio Aguero. He is phenomenal. He he is perfect for their system. The passing is ridiculous. 
ridiculous. And he scores too. He scores. He can score in all different ways. Now, does he make him top four, top three? No, because these next four players are ridiculous. They are crazy. Um, but he definitely deserves to be a top five, and he is a top five striker in this league. Now at number four, we have Antoine Griezmann. You heard me say it earlier. With fifth through fifty-five appearances, he had twenty-six goals and eleven assists. I mean, you saw those numbers aren't representative of how good of a player Antoine Griezmann is. Um, today in the Chelsea game, he was he was decent. He went down with an injury to his leg after a slide tackle hit him. And that's he. Can't, he can't do nothing. He can't do anything about that. It's not his fault. I hope. I wish him the best in recovery. I hope he has a great season with Barca, and this injury doesn't like hurt his season with Barca. But he's great. Him playing with France at the World Cup was phenomenal. Like the dis- the distribution as a striker that he he gives to his team. His crossing, his uh, his footwork, his strike. There, it's. It's all high level. He's not on a level as the next, like high as the level as the next three, in my opinion. But, but he's like almost there. Like he is so close. And he's. I think he's not necessarily going to play striker this next year. I think he's going to be a central attacking midfielder because the Barca is just going to be overwhelmed with their attacking players. But he's fantastic. Now at number three, we have Harry Kane. It's plain and simple. He's one of the best players of the World Cup. He's only 25 years old. He's not even his prime yet. He is so amazing. He got injured last year. That's why he only had 43 appearances. But in those 43 appearances, he still scored 29 goals and 8 assists. I mean, no, 27 goals and 6 assists. It, that That's crazy. That, that's crazy. He's amazing. He is amazing. I think he has the potential to become... The greatest striker, the best striker in the next couple of years, but you'll see who I'm about, and I think you can already guess who I'm about to place ahead of him. At number two, this might come as a surprise to some people, uh, some certain fanboys, um, Ronaldo fanboys to be exact. I put Ronaldo here. 43 appearances, 29 goals, 8 assists. He is a physical beast. He's amazing. He's great. He, I think he'll break the Serie Siri, uh, goals record. Higuain, Ronaldo's coming for it. He's going to break it. I don't, like, without a shadow of a doubt, I think he breaks it. Uh, and with Matthias Delit, he's going to have even better defense than they did last year, which is going to allow them to have more possessions on offense. And I think, I think he's going to be amazing for Portugal. He's going to be amazing for Juve. And at number one, Lionel Messi. And I know some people don't consider him a striker, but he is. He he is. His footwork is the best footwork ever. He has an amazing touch, great strike. That little guy is f- fabulous. I mean, through 54 appearances. Yes, he had 10 more appearances than uh, Ronaldo did with 43. But he had almost 14 more goals through 10 appearances, so he was averaging 1.4 more, that doesn't equal one goal a game, 16 assists, so in total, he was responsible for 60 goals throughout club and country, 
That is ridiculous. That is crazy. He's over 600 goals. He is the best striker in the game. I'm telling you right now. He just is. That's fact. Like, he, he is the GOAT. He's the greatest soccer player of all time. People like to disagree with me. Pele, Fat Ronaldo, CR7 Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldinho. But in my opinion, Messi is the GOAT. And as I look at the time, we're in 32 minutes. So I'm going to close out. Have a great rest of your morning, day, or night. This is you're listening to Watching from the Sidelines. I'm your host, Gideon Southern. Have a great day.